you're listening to episode 57 of the Reading Cove Book Club's podcast. If you're a book lover who may be interested in joining our online book club, please visit our website at thereadingcove.com. For August 2015, we're discussing Sweet Misfortune by Kevin Allen Milne. So hi, I am Millennia in Florida. I'm Roberta in Georgia. And Roberta and I are two members of the Reading Cove here to discuss our August 2015 Cove pick, which was Sweet Misfortune by Kevin Allen Milne. And it was our book club's 177th pick, um, chosen by Cove member Miriam over in Texas. What did we think of Sweet Misfortune? It's been a while since we read it and we had the discussion so I had to just read up my comments to remind me what happened in the book, but I wasn't a huge fan. How about you? Well, um, I wasn't as excited about it as I thought I would be, but I had read it, but a long time ago, I think when it first came out, maybe about five years ago, so I, it was like reading a, a new book uh, to me because it, it wasn't a standout because otherwise I, some ones you read and they really stood out, you'll think, oh, yeah, I remember that. Mm-hmm. But this one, I guess it just didn't leave a huge impression, or at least I, with most books, I can remember like at least one little tidbit, one little thing that stuck with me, but um, this didn't, and I, I was surprised. I think there were a fair number of people that liked it, but then there were people on, on the other side that you know didn't care for it much at all, so it, it just was kind of down, down the middle in the long run. Right. I think the overall grade ended up being a B-, minus, actually. Yeah. Um, not everyone voted, but there were, yeah, there were quite a few people who did enjoy it. And um, what did they say they enjoyed? Do you remember? The characters and all these different things, one how one thing had led to another. And, and a lot of people didn't realize these connections till a long, uh, long time later. At right. the same time, a lot of people um, thought that the main characters, that she should have... Sophie. Sophie, yes, yeah, mm-hmm. Sophie. She should have... Uh, you know, gotten over herself, so to speak. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's it's terrible. I don't think you, you truly ever get totally over losing your family like this boom right. in a horrible accident. What made it worse was because um, she held herself responsible, which which isn't that unusual in, in younger children. They're going right. to... Because even when the parents parents divorce, divorce, you hear most of the time that the children say, it's my fault, it's my fault. If I'd been better, this wouldn't have happened. Uh, it's coming back to me now. She had a real reason, a good reason for thinking, yeah. blaming herself. It was because she, it was her birthday, which yep. was horrible. And then she asked for ice cream? Yeah, she wanted some kind of, you know, sweet thing. Yeah, ice cream or something. And so that was the reason they were going the direction they were going or something and she felt because she had asked for the ice cream if she hadn't asked for the ice cream they wouldn't have been where they were and the accident wouldn't have happened yeah and because she made such a big deal about it but you know you never know it's just like you can be doing something totally mindless just that routine thing and you just never know what's going to happen to you exactly so she grows up and she opens this sweet shop Yes. Um, was the shop called Sweet Misfortune? No, those were the um, the that she called the the cookies the misfortunes because instead of them being fortune cookies, that, they gave misfortunes. Right. <laughs> right. It, it, like you know, instead of saying, "Oh, this year will be fun, full of fun things," it's like 
well, <laughs> don't get too happy about this because it's not going to work out. Anymore. Exactly. <laughs> so they, and they even, she even had them dipped in bittersweet chocolate just to make them a bit bitter. So it wasn't like they, they tasted that good. That's why people weren't buying them for their yummy taste. They were buying them because they were so totally different from your usual, usual um, fortune, cookie. fortune cookie. But I think she made other different sweets and everything there. So there, there was a balance. But of all things, that those ended up being her top seller. Exactly. <laughs> Which I found a little hard to buy. I mean, Without, I don't see people, I mean, some people negative energy people might be drawn to those types of things or buy them as gifts, you know, to give somebody yeah. as a joke or something. Yeah. But, but I don't see them becoming huge runaway bestsellers. <laughs> I, I wouldn't either, but you just never know. People are sort of quirky about things. And, <laughs> you know, something, some little things take off where you least expect them to be uh, even something anybody would be interested in. But, you know, people like weird things like you, you say, they can, People like little snarky or little crazy things, but yeah. So she opens this shop and starts telling misfortunes because her boyfriend dumped her. Right. Unexpectedly. And she became, she just saw that as another sign that her life was one big misfortune. Yeah. She's and just, yeah. she was just unlucky and right. she had a very pessimistic view of life. And yet, and she wasn't focusing on the, the positive things in her life, the blessings, like, you know, her foster mother, I forget her name, and uh, not foster, she um, adopted her, right? Yeah, she adopted, I think it was Ellen, I said, that's bad when you, sorry people, <laughs> you for, if you don't if you read things like a couple of months ago, you forget the little details. Oh yeah, you've you read yeah. too many books since then. <laughs> um, and then the foster, her sister, her adopted sister, Right. Um, they were very, a very strong presence in her life. And I just felt like she, she was just so negative and such a Debbie Downer. And other people in the group were saying that too, that she, her, her right. negativity was annoying after a while. Yeah. But yeah. I think it was meant to be because then you were supposed to go on this journey with her. And, you know, she's supposed to come out at the other end. Right. So, she, you know, the guy Garrett, he dumped her inexplicably and then comes back a year later on her birthday to ask her to go out to dinner so he can explain. Yeah. And she's not willing to go with him. And finally, he keeps nagging, nagging, and he, she tells him to take an ad out for happiness in the paper. And when a certain number of people respond, then she'll go out with him. And I just thought that was so gimmicky. <laughs> strange you know i i could still see her wanting to find some way to make sure he was truly sincere because i mean she'd already had her heart broken and then for him to turn around like oh well you know i'm i'm feeling better uh let's get back together i say uh, what exactly <laughs> you know you, you think you can just come waltzing back in here after all this time and i'm just gonna say oh it's okay i forgive you but you know, even if you didn't have attitude like Sophie's, it would just be almost impossible to, uh, you know, welcome somebody back again. You know, it's, it's not like truly a truly abusive uh, relationship that you always see, but it's still, you know, in a way, it's a form of abuse because he just dumped her and almost at the altar. Yeah, almost at the altar, and didn't really give her any explanation. So that you know, she was lucky he didn't. That she even opened the door, or even talked to him, because a lot of people would say, "Bye, 
get away from the door. I'm getting a restraining order. <laughs> exactly. Like you, you want to come back now after one year. So then his yeah. explanation and the way that the author revealed it, a lot of us felt like it was kind of corny and like forced conflict and didn't really make sense in the end when it was revealed that Garrett knew the whole time who she was, that she was the little, oh, all this coincidence and providence and divinity, I think was a big theme with this book. Right. Because his father died in that accident, right? Right. He was his, the UPS guy. Yeah. was the UPS truck that hit her pa- her car right. at, that her parents died in. And, you know, this whole connection and, and the fact that he knew that who she was from the start, I didn't really have a problem with him knowing who she was. But right. the, I had a problem with the way it was revealed to the reader. Him reacting when he finds out, he reads the police report and that makes him decide to end everything. Yeah. It was just not substantive enough. It's like, no, that wasn't a reason to just dump her without any explanation whatsoever. Yeah. It wasn't good enough. I'm sorry. You knew already knew who she was and you knew what her complexes were. And she, you know, played hard to get and made him convince her that he wouldn't let her down. Right. He wouldn't hurt her. Right. And then he hurt her in the worst way possible. <laughs> So, I mean, that's a bad time. Most people might have a nervous breakdown. Exactly. Give up. This is the last straw. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I felt like it, the romance was kind of cheesy and two-dimensional. They, there wasn't really much to their relationship um, aside from the fact that he dumped her. Right. And she was hurt. And she's now he's trying to get back with her. It was very two-dimensional, I thought. Yeah. And I was yawning. I, I really was. And I think a, a few other people like Nicole and them were saying they were skimming through, too. I mean, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't a true page turn. I think it's like, like some of these other books I've said. It had a good premise, but just the way it was uh, fleshed out was just uh, like a little bit too contrived and, and, you know, just didn't work as well as other things. Yeah. And, and again, there were members in the group who still enjoyed it, you know, and felt yeah. and enjoyed her, the idea of the misfortunes, right. um, you know, which was, I guess, I don't know. I thought it was strange. <laughs> it was strange. Out there, you know, from, you see from the internet and everything else every day. So. Yes. Nothing's, Hardly, any, or I shouldn't say nothing, but hardly anything surprises me anymore when you hear it. You think, oh. But the one uplifting thing was um, that young boy that, that had the Down syndrome. Right. He, the true reason why things had happened. Mm-hmm. But he was a special kind of guy, and he didn't have this negative thing. And he had learned to live with what, what life had given him. and. Right. And, you know, sure, he missed his dad, but at the same time, he, he went on and he had plans for himself. So you had to admire that. And was he the one who was showing up at the grave? Yes. Yeah. Since he, he knew about the stuff, his, you know, his dad died later. But at the same time, he was carrying on his dad's tradition to uh, remember these people that had died in this horrible accident. Right. So, right. so you had to, of all the people, that the one that was the most real and the most authentic was the one that wouldn't have a reason to be that way. Could have just been off in another world or something. Mm-hmm. But he, he took uh, people's feelings and, and life and caring about others very seriously. Right. Right. So overall, for me, it was a little too corny and gimmicky. 
Yeah, like I said, it, it could have been a little bit better for me if they had uh, used other plot devices that, it, like you said, didn't feel so contrived, that seemed more, quote, normal or, or something that you felt like could more likely to truly happen. Right, right. I think I gave this a C-. minus. Yeah, so I mean, it's still average. But. Right. Okay, so that's our discussion, Short Sweet Misfortune by <laughs> Kevin Allen Milne. Well, the book's actually just Sweet Misfortune. Um, thanks to our listeners for tuning in. Comment and let us know what you think if you read it, if you disagree with us. And continue to um, tune in for our next episode. We'll be discussing Swimming Lessons by Mary Alice Monroe. Bye, see you next time. Bye.